Welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. Dude, what is happening? A lot is going on. There are many things going yes, on. Yes, things are happening. Some things that we can't talk about, but... No, that's right. <laughs> yes. This is episode 20. 20. 20. That means for 20 weeks we have done this. Yeah, you know what? I thought it was 19. If you look at my notes, it's my notes say podcast 19. Ah, but if I had known it was 20, I probably would have written a poem like 20 things I appreciate about you, Jared. That would have been nice. Well, n- then next week you can do 21. Well, but now I've already ruined it. Well, so probably I'll never do it. That's but true. I, I should have. <laughs> I mean, I would hate I hate to, when I, I miss out on good things. <laughs> <laughs> no. 20. You know, a lot of a lot of things in life never make it 20 times. Yeah. You know, so, But this podcast has made it 20 times. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, it's a 20-week-old podcast. I wonder right. what we were thinking when we were 20 weeks old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I didn't know. You know, initially the idea was just to do it. Well, the idea was to do it. It was your idea was to do it. But then we said, hey, let's just commit through the Sermon on the Mount. That's a yeah. great thing to talk about. And then little did we know that uh, we opened up Habakkuk and we got, we've got we got a lot more questions yes. about Habakkuk than the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, I think during the Sermon on the Mount, we would get, you know, three questions yeah. average, yeah, I think, because yeah. there are some weeks we didn't sure. get any. There were some sure. weeks we got like six. Sure. But yeah, during this series, we've consistently gotten five, six or more. Um, ten, like 10 or 12 this today, right? Yes. Yes. And Many we, questions. We're not going to get to them all. We're no, only we going to do a but, few of them. But it's still cool to, to see that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not a wasted endeavor. No. So. Well, 20 weeks. Congratulations. Yay. Anyway, good it, for you, it, podcast. Good, good for you. So it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's been fun. And I, all joking, so I'm grateful for what you do. And it's been your initiative. And thanks for putting this together and, hey, well, and doing it, Jared. And yeah. you're the tech guy behind this and everything else. So thanks for what you do. Hey, well, thank you for taking the time and answering these questions and making yourself available to, uh, to, to something like this. I mean, it's a cool resource. And I, I, uh, you know, I consistently hear that it's been helpful to people to oh, be able to, to ask directly, you know, uh, I don't know if they have time or you have time to just sit down every single week and sure. answer every single question everyone has. But, but a format like this, I think, uh, creates the opportunity for some of those questions to be answered. And I think it's meaningful. So, oh, thanks. Well, as so. they say at Chick-fil-A, it's my pleasure. <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, uh, in regards to questions, we are always excited to get your questions, continue to text them in, uh, your sermon related questions to four, six, nine, five, seven, Seven three two nine two zero, and we do want to thank you guys for consistently uh, engaging with the podcast, sending in your questions. Uh, like Craig mentioned, we got a lot of questions this week, so we're not going to be able to answer them all, but we are going to be able to answer a few. And then we've got uh, another thing we want to talk about as well. Yes, we do. So let's go ahead and jump in on these questions and kind of do a speed round with these. Uh, first one up is this: Last week you had a quote by Anthony Hokema. Did I say that right? That's right. Yes. Anthony Hokema. Okay. Anthony Hokema. Do you hold to an amillennial view uh, of eschatology as he does? He wrote a book on it in 1977, and the first church we belonged to after we moved held to this belief, and I'm not sure what I believe. That's great. We should talk about eschatology yeah. sometime. But <clears throat> this is, we're calling this kind of the speed round, so I'm going to be very brief uh, on this. Um, <laughs> well, that's convenient. I, yeah. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't quoting from his book on eschatology. I was quoting from his book called Saved by Grace, uh, which is mm. fantastic. 
fan, fantastic. Um, so I haven't read his book on eschatology, um, but uh, I would say that I am. Since you asked, uh, I would. I am Amil leaning. I am um, Amil. I, that that would be my my view. Mm. Um, but for me, and really for our church, that's an open handed issue and not a closed hand. If you have if the metaphors, you have certain things in the closed hand: the deity of Jesus, the authority, the inerrancy of Scripture, yeah. um, the substitutionary atonement. Those are all closed hands. Those mm -hmm. are things that we are just, uh, they're just core doctrines for us. Uh, this would be in an open, in the open hand for me. So, um, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not something that it's not a hill I would absolutely die on or anything like that. I, I do want to say something, um, that's a little bit bigger, uh, from the question the person asked, which I appreciate is that I, I struggle. I quote people all the time that have numbers of views I disagree with. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I don't quote, I don't use a name because I'll just say someone has said, or, you know, one commentator wrote, because I, I don't want someone to assume maybe that this person has a lot of things I disagree with. I don't want them to assume that I'm representing them. So I, I guess I would just say, if you hear a quote on Sunday mornings, don't, don't hear a quote as a book recommendation. If we were, if I recommend a book, I generally agree with the book and find it helpful. Um, and don't view it as an overall endorsement of their theology or their practice. It usually means, I don't quote people that aren't orthodox, but it usually means they are orthodox. And in this case, they made a really good point that I want to tell you about, you know, uh, but probably yeah. no more than that. So right. in this case, what they're asking, yeah, I do agree with that peripheral view of his, but oftentimes I quote people have a different view of baptism, have a different view of reformed theology, have a different view of spiritual gifts, have a different view of the role of men and women, have a different mm. view of all kinds, eschatology, all yeah. kinds of different views. But on this point, they're very helpful, so I'm quoting them there. Yeah, that's cool. All right, next question. If all those things listed uh, are idols, how are we supposed to accomplish anything? So he's speaking to this past week. Yeah, when um, I give a big list of yeah. things you could rely on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if having a drink or spending time with your kids or trying for a hard job that will, or uh, yeah, trying for a hard job that will make a lot uh, of money to do things that will make you happy are idols, then is everything in this world a sin? Is everything that isn't God an idol? Is having another hobby you're passionate about an idol? Well, I love that question. I'm glad that you uh, sent it in. Not at all. Um, everything you mention is not an idol, is to be enjoyed. Enjoyed, uh, I think, as a gift from God. Idolatry is when we take a good thing and make it an ultimate thing. It's when we demand something. Mm. So, in other words, to be happy, I must have this. Uh, and we, we rarely would say it that way. But the reality is sometimes we don't know what we're demanding till it's taken away from us. And yeah. then we're angry about it. And it reveals, oh, that was kind of an idol. Mm. Or it's a place we go for escape, for comfort and peace instead of as a substitute for God. So in the in the situation you, you talk about there, um, you know, the Bible says that wine is a gift of God. So we'll start with eschatology, then we'll go to alcohol. And uh, so this will be a very controversial uh, <laughs> podcast. But it says that wine is a gift. However, depending on wine um, to get me through mm. uh, or something like that's idolatry. That's yeah. abusing something that is a gift for its, uh, you know, its effect on me. Or kids are a gift from God to be enjoyed. Absolutely a gift. Psalm 127 says that. They're a heritage from the Lord. Um, but if their desires or their success take a higher place for me 
believe in God's will, um, if they matter more to me than the Lord, if I want their approval, and so I'll do what they want, I want their approval more than I want God's approval, then my kids or their success is actually an, an idolatry. If I'm living through them such that I'm acting a fool on the sideline yelling at a, a an ump or a ref or whatever it is because their success in this endeavor, I'm living my life through them, mm. it could be my kids too important to me in that moment and, yeah. you know, kind of an idol. So, um, a person asked about to be passionate about a hobby. That's great. But if it's more important than God's calling on my life, if my hobby means that I'm a less faithful husband or father or mother, or I'm, a, I'm not as involved in my church, or I'm not as fruitful in my job because I'm always thinking about my, my hobby. Mm. Well, then if it's stealing from what I should be doing elsewhere, you know what? The hobby is no longer a gift for relaxation. Uh, it's now an idol. So mm. an idol is not everything as the person asks, but it is, um, it's when something becomes more important than God. And when we worship the give, we should be worshiping the giver. When we start worshiping the gifts, yeah. then, then it's an issue. But I love this question. So here's what I'd like to do. If you can, I'd like to give this person a, a book. All right. And so I don't know, Jared, how we've done this before, but if you can maybe text this person back, they may want to remain anonymous if they yeah. do. If but Jared, if you can text them and say, hey, we want to give you a book, but we need to know your name and address if we don't have it, yeah. uh, then we're going to send them Counterfeit Gods by Tim Keller, a great book on idolatry. Uh, so you'll text them. The person, you'll receive a text from Jared. Um, tell us who you are, and we'll mail this to you. If you want to remain anonymous, you won't get a book, but that's your, that's your, that's your prerogative. <laughs> but we respect that. Yeah. And then you can send me that book. <laughs> <laughs> a little 20th episode gift. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right. Uh, very good. Moving on. Can you talk a little bit about where verse five fits into this passage? Yeah, if you notice, I started with verse six. So I, I, last week I did one to four. This week I did six to twenty. That's what a lot of commentators do, and uh, they they don't quite. Does verse five go with six to twenty, or does it go to one to four? And mm. so I actually commented on it, but didn't really camp on it much. I think it's a hinge verse that connects what's being communicated before. What's being communicated before is you know write the vision, and then the verse before is uh, talks about a person whose soul is puffed up. So. Um, and then it says, wine's a traitor, arrogant man is never at rest. Verse five, his greed is as wide as Sheol. So I did comment on that greed, uh, never satisfied. And then it goes into the woes of the Chaldeans mm. and it talks about greed in particular. So I think it's a hinge from the person who's puffed up. And then we're talking about greed. Now we're going to talk about woes on the Chaldeans. It goes between the two sections. The one thing I will say is the first two lines of verse five uh, in your ESV, there's a little note that says, uh, it's difficult to translate these. Mm. And so I didn't spend a lot of time on it. It says wine is a traitor, but the note in the SV says it could be wealth is a traitor. And then it talks about greed. So it's a little hard to translate. So it could, it's probably the whole verse is about greed. And then he goes into judgment of mm. greedy people. Woe to him who heaps up what is not his own. So the, the, what I would say is it bridges verses one through four and six through 20. It's got a, it's a little difficult to translate the ESV says, but it's probably about greed and then leads into the, uh, the first woe, which is about greed. Okay. Uh, and this is Habakkuk too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Habakkuk <laughs> no, 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 that was not you. That was, I forgot to introduce the passage we had just talked through. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Okay. Next question. Are there ways I can be cultivating the practice of silence before the Lord during more peaceful seasons of my life so that silence before the Lord is a more natural reaction when I am faced with suffering? 
Yeah, I was going to make a joke and just be quiet here, but I, I'll go ahead and answer it. Uh, Hilarious. I, yeah, I think I, I think that we did talk. We ended the whole service in silence. It's awkward, man. You be silent mm. for a little while. It's just we don't even know how to do that. Yeah. But I do think you can implement silence as a routine in your life. Some would say it's a spiritual discipline even. Mm. Um, and I think it's important. So the person saying, how do I prepare for suffering in one way? Um, and... Uh, is being silent part of it, waiting on the Lord. I do think it's a it's a regular place in our life which acknowledges the Lordship of Christ, that his word's prime, uh, preeminent, not ours, mm. and that we're dependent on him. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's good to implement silence as a routine in your life. It could be very brief. I do this in the morning, you know, as part of a time with the Lord where I'm just not talking and I'm waiting. You know, I'm sitting quietly before the Lord sometimes. I think you could do that as a regular thing. I think you could supplement it. There might be a time where you want to take half a day and get away and sort of do a silent retreat where maybe you're just reading and reflecting and journaling. I know this kind of thing can be difficult, especially if you have young kids in the house that are making noise. Um, uh, but I think setting a time and a place uh, where you could practice this, maybe schedule a time and maybe it's hard to do, but maybe you just say, I'm going to set the timer on my phone or whatever for 10 minutes. Maybe it's like each morning I'm going to have 10 minutes where I'm just going to sort of be silent before the kids are up. Or maybe if you live with folks before your roommates are up, um, it could be late at night before you go to bed. It, mm. it could be taking a walk and just sort of thinking about the Lord, meditating. Um, I like to, one of the places I study sometimes is in a library. So you could go to a library. That's a quiet spot that, you know, a coffee shop's not, but a library is. Um, so just some place where you can be still and be quiet and just think before the Lord, um, but you're not speaking, you're not, um, you know, maybe you're journaling some things, but just to be silent before him, or maybe it's just sitting still before him could be valuable and just thinking about him uh, for a small amount of time. I think it's a pattern in our lives. It could be a discipline like I'm not going to, when I make a short drive, I'm not going to have the radio on mm. or music on yeah. or talk radio on, whatever you listen to, podcasts on, mm. this one being the exception. <laughs> but it might just be I'm going to be quiet on my drive to work each day, and I'm going to still my heart before the Lord rather than getting worked up by listening to mm. um, the Eschatology Alcohol Podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just relax. I don't know, but it's it's punctuating some times in your day where it is important to be quiet. We live in a noisy culture. Yeah. Getting away from your phone, which may not make noise when you're online on social media, but it, it makes no, it creates noise in your heart. Yeah. So those are just a few thoughts. And I love the idea of making that a discipline so mm. that when I am in a more difficult time, this is a pattern in my life. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Last question here in this series, it has been mentioned that if you are not currently in a season of suffering, get ready because mm -hmm. it could be coming. Personally, I've gone through many seasons of suffering, although right now I would say I'm in a season of good and joy. What encouragement do you have for someone who lives in fear for the next time God will allow suffering into their life? Hmm. I struggle with trusting God in this area and constantly feel on edge that something awful is right around the corner. Is it okay to be enjoying this good season or should I be preparing for the next time I'm dealing with some sort of tragedy? Thanks for taking my question. Well, thanks for asking your question. I've made that comment multiple times in the series. It's a little bit lighthearted, like, hey, your time's coming, or well, you're holding the number. I said something like that. But I've really said that mainly just so that the we'll all listen and say, this is relevant to me. Yeah. You know, you could, if you're single, you could listen to a married sermon and say, that's that's not relevant to me. Mm. If you, you know, if you're if you're healthy and you hear a sermon on healing, 
uh, you could say that's not relevant to me. If you're having a great season in your life and you're hearing six sermons in a row on suffering, you could say this whole series isn't relevant for mm. me. So I've tried to make the point this is very relevant yeah. to you. Um, and so that's why I've kind of done that. But I would say this person, you definitely should be enjoying this season of your life. Mm. If you're having a good ride the wave, man, don't worry about, you know, as a storm behind me, just ride the wave and enjoy it, I would say. And you should enjoy the season without fear that it's going to come crashing down. God doesn't want you to be living on eggshells like I'm having too much fun. Mm. Surely he's going to come in and, and yell at us all, you know, uh, for catching us having fun. Uh, no, enjoy his gifts. Don't we talked about idolatry. Don't don't put your hope in his gifts or worship his gifts, but enjoy what the Lord is doing in your life. Um, and, you know, Jesus says, don't worry about the future. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And uh, so I would say, uh, don't worry about, uh, don't worry about what's, what's coming. Yeah. Um, enjoy the present and enjoy the gifts of God and thank him. Matter of fact, if you live in fear of something bad happening, um, that's not honoring to the Lord because you're not, you're not celebrating what he's doing now. Mm. And so I would say, enjoy the time you have for what it is. Cherish the moments, the days, the, the blessings that you're talking about and, um, and, you know, also the last thing I would say on this, Jared, is I think it's times of sunshine. That's the best time to suffer, to actually study suffering. Mm. Um, not out of fear, okay, so it's coming, but just so that you're, you're in a better state of mind and soul. Mm. And uh, I don't think sometimes like the Ted trip, I mean, I'm sorry, the Paul, that's his brother, the Paul trip book on suffering, which I really like. I mentioned it on every podcast since we've been in Habakkuk. Um, I'd be hesitant at points to give that to someone during a time of suffering because sometimes things sound trite to you yeah. when you're really suffering. And it's better to read that. So I would say, I think if you're doing, having a great season, I wouldn't live in fear. I might study suffering, though, so that you are prepared theologically, biblically, um, and kind of are aware you've already made your underlines in the book. So when difficult times come, you can go back, read the scripture read a book like that and, and be ready. So I do think it's a good time to study it, but not to live in fear. So enjoy. Very good. Okay, great. Well, thanks for working through those questions. And then we did have another thing we wanted to talk about before uh, finishing up today. Uh, the summer preview meeting that we had. Yes. Sunday night. How did you think it went? I didn't I, ask you. I thought there. it was great. I mean, I, I, we had a good group of people there and yeah, uh, yeah just some exciting stuff coming up and yeah, uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, there, but, <laughs> that could sound weird. Oh, I love it. We'll get to uh, that in a second while you're looking forward to it. Okay, yeah. I love that, though, because you're playing a part. Yeah, I was talking about kind of your news. Oh, my news. Oh, and I was thinking <laughs> about really you. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's gee, not what I meant. <laughs> gee. I, well, okay. Well, let me start with the first thing we announced. I'll be, I'm going to be brief on all these. I don't yeah. know. I, you know, I, I don't have a timer running. Uh, we're good. Are we good? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Uh, okay. The first thing we talked about, if you were at the meeting, is uh, if you weren't there, let me just let you know. The first thing we talked about was just leadership in the church, and I just reviewed the process we walked through with Caleb mm -hmm. and ordained him, and I made the point that we we're putting another uh, sort of candidate forward, a guy forward, to serve and do a a, a um, sort of unpaid volunteer kind of a internship. There'll be a, he'll be evaluated. Uh, for eldership, and that's Aaron Paul, 
who's yeah. been a guest guest on this podcast. He has, and honestly, I really and and you know, take this with a grain of salt. Yes. but I I suspect that it's because he was on the podcast that, that really took his qualifications. Said, up. Yeah, everybody said he's, he's qualified. <laughs> he's gifted, <laughs> godly, and qualified. He was on this podcast. Yes, <laughs> yes. So anyway, uh, this is nothing new. You, if you Aaron's really sensed a calling to pastoral ministry that we've talked about with him. I've talked about with him for 10 years now, a decade. So it wasn't, it, this is not a flippant decision, but he and Bethany have served in a ton of areas in the church. But what I communicated Sunday night, this is exciting for the next year. Plus um, he'll be doing some things to be evaluated and you may see him more publicly serving on Sunday morning, some in some different roles. Um, he'll preach this summer uh, and where you'll be able to see uh, and, and feel his shepherding gift. Cause this isn't just a decision of the leaders or the elders, uh, this is really the church needs to affirm someone mm. as best they can as a pastor. Sometimes someone comes in in a pastoral role that's a little more difficult. Yeah. But if it's someone that's homegrown, which is ideal, uh, we want the church to be able to, you know, experience his leadership. And he and Bethany, they're they're really gems. They, they serve in so many ways in the life of the church, but we want you to get to know them and experience his leadership gift, experience his teaching gift, experience his care. And, uh, so that was exciting. We started off with the Aaron Paul announcement and, uh, yeah. I think people were, they clapped multiple times during that announcement at yeah. different times. So I think that, I think that went well. And we didn't, uh, now we didn't do like what they do at, uh, what is it? The, uh, state of the union where they count the number of, of claps. <laughs> no, we didn't um, do that. And neither did we, we no, didn't no. even, uh, time the length of the, mm -hmm. the ovation, but, um, we didn't do that. No, we didn't, we didn't say who are the Democrats and Republicans in the room and what party, <laughs> right. what party is he representing? Right. You announce Aaron Which, and, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. half of the room just sits with their arms <laughs> folded. Their arms folded. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Yes, exactly oh right. So we did, we did not do that, but people were excited about it, and so yes. that's a long term thing. I just wanted to get that out there, but so it could be it could be public. So please communicate your support to them. And I also just said along the way, if you um, we're not going to be over evaluative, but if as you is the course of the year, any encouragements you have, bring bring those to the elders or to Aaron, um, or if if there's something that you that you know that we don't know that's concerning, you know, obviously Aaron wants to hear that, we want to hear that as well. So. That's what we did. At the end of the process, there's a church affirmation. We would not make someone an elder without allowing the church to formally uh, affirm or say there's reasons that it, someone could raise a reason. I can't, I don't see him as an elder. Yeah. I believe he's biblically disqualified. It's not a popularity contest. It'd yeah. be, I don't believe he's qualified biblically. Right. Uh, so anyway, um, that was exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, it's always good to... Uh yeah, I mean, I, I think, like you said, most everyone in our church who's been around longer than a day has bumped into Aaron. No doubt. And uh, yeah, Aaron, uh, even in my own life, I mean, we've been around for three years. Yeah. And, uh, he's had a significant impact on on me. And, oh, that's yeah, great. He's just a good around, all, all around good guy. Yeah. And he's, he's fun and he's just... Uh, definitely has kind of the heart of a shepherd. No and doubt. that's, yeah. So for, for, uh, for my part, I would definitely kind of affirm his, uh, you know, his call and just the fact that he is served and, no uh, doubt. very full of integrity and, um, yep. just a great guy. So, well, we'll see how this all, I think it's gonna be a great process. We just wanted to bring the church in on it now to get yeah. feedback and that sort of thing. And so, uh, yeah. and we'll have him back on. Yeah, we'll ask sure. him some hard questions. Oh, we should. We should <clears throat> yeah, ask him about, about eschatology. Yeah, we should. It, and it, yeah, <laughs> look, I, I like it. That's part of his training. We're going to put you on the spontaneous questions and then broadcast it. Yeah, exactly. To both of our listeners. <laughs> Maybe that could be our first live episode. <laughs> yes, nice, nice. Okay. After that, Jared, um, 
uh, I'm not going to talk about everything that happened in yeah, the meeting, yeah, yeah. but but I do want to talk about the fact that I made an announcement that was a personal announcement about me. Yes, that you were celebrating, which I'm kind of nervous about. <laughs> I think you were celebrating with me, not in my absence. No, no, no. That's okay. what I was saying. I'm excited about what's coming up, but oh. then I remember that I'm like, oh, I'm not excited. I mean, I'm. It's, oh, it's bittersweet. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited it's bittersweet. for you, yeah, yeah. but um, anyways, just tell yeah, okay, the announcement. Here's what it is. Here's the it. announcement is uh, that I'm going to be taking a sabbatical this summer. So, um, and so you're saying you're excited for me I'm to be renewed, for you. Yes. But, but you're not excited that I'm going to be gone. You were yes. saying, yes, I, the podcast will not be the same. Well, I think it's going to carry on. That'll be one of the things it will carry on. But, uh, and you know, maybe I was like, I don't know, maybe I'll like uh, phone in from some no. uh, nether, nether parts Dude. of the planet. Oh, oh, you could do like a live, uh, could. you could do a call in from Oxford. Oxford. Yeah. I'll be, yeah. I, I announced that most of the, what, so what I'm doing is, um, it's not it's not a, a um, required sabbatical. Sometimes sabbatical I mentioned is code life for the the pastors in trouble. Yeah, uh, and so and, and so I could get in trouble. I mean, I certainly could, but it's not that. Yeah, um, and I'm not burned out. Uh, Ginger and I are not uh, in any kind of crisis or anything like that. But it's for longevity, for renewal. So I'm going to be going. Um, I'm taking uh, time to uh, re, you know, sort of uh, connect with the Lord in a fresh way. I'll be doing plenty of. Um, kind of retreat oriented type stuffs personally. And then, um, but I'm also going to be studying. It's not an extended vacation. I'm going to be studying the topic of public faith. So I'll have a lot to come back and probably talk about that. Uh, I'll be, be read a bunch of books this summer. And then I'm going to take a course, Ginger and I both are going to take a, uh, a thing that's being, it's, it's uh, being held at Oxford. It's not an Oxford course, but Oxford, um, uh, the, um, the Oxford Center for Apologetics is hosting this. So I'll be going to that. Uh, looking forward to uh, to that, taking a course on cultural apologetics there. Yeah. And some, I just saw some of the things we're going to be talking about. It'd be interesting. We'll be talking about um, uh, covering the transgender issue, some really? other stuff. Tra- uh, covering AI. There's a science Ooh. guy going to be talking about AI and uh uh, so I think it'll be pretty, it'll be, and there'll be a number of apologetics, uh, conversational apologetics, and um, Oz Guinness will be there. So it's going to be great. Oh, I'm really, man. really looking forward to that. But that's not the whole summer. I will also be doing some local study and some other stuff. And then I will, I'm going to take some vacation time as well great. in there. So I won't be here on Sundays, uh, and I won't be in the office during the week. Uh, so some of the time I'll be on vacation, sometimes I'll be working outside the office. So anyway, that we shared that. And then I shared this summer, uh, we'll be doing a summer of Psalms. And yeah. so all the guys on the team will speak. And uh, before we get to the Summer of Psalms in May, Rob's going to do a series uh, that he's going to teach four weeks in a row in May. So that'll be outstanding. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things I mentioned I'm looking for, I don't think I expressed, I'm looking forward to, I don't think I expressed, well, we've got a great elder team. And uh, it'll just be great to see them carry all the roles and responsibilities. And mm-hmm. we work as a team, but um, they'll be stepping in and fulfilling my roles. And uh, I think I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be really good. So yeah. anyway, there you have it. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, yeah, like I was saying, I, I'm excited for you, but, you know, sad you'll be gone. But, you know, obviously it's uh, it's going to be a good time for you and just excited for you to get to kind of take that opportunity going to Oxford. I sure. mean, sheesh. Yeah. Uh, you know, part of me is offended that you're taking your wife and not me, but well, is that right? Yeah. You know, well, that's just how it I goes, don't know. I we, we have a, we have a very big podcast budget, well, you know, so yeah. maybe we could fly you over our podcast. I, budget. I our podcast budget is we get a cup of coffee and a bottle of water. <laughs> so that, that ain't going to get you far. Pretty sure we're stealing those from a different ministry as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we're in the re-engage room. So like we steal their, their food oh, and say, drinks. Sh- sh- they yeah. don't need to 
to know that. So this is out of the re-engagement <laughs> budget. We have no budget. What we have you donated, we have your kitchen table. That's right. <laughs> your kitchen table. And yep. so, yeah. So yep. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a podcast fundraiser at some point. We should. So There's that, a generations <laughs> fund. Maybe there needs to be a podcast fund, at least oh so we goodness. could get something to eat or something. Man, our... Uh, We've got some good priorities going yeah, on. I want to tell you that we're in the upstairs be- and that right now, because re-engage is going on, we, we do this right before them. Mm-hmm. There's temperature up here. But you yeah. know, I hope you know that in the summer, we haven't done it hot. Th- nobody's turning on the air and paying mm-hmm. for us to be comfortable. Yeah. We will be sweating it out. It's a sweat well, you, I'm gone. You will be sweating Oh, that's it out. true. You'll be gone. Yeah, but you'll be sweating sipping it out. tea and there stuff. There you go, with the queen the or UK. something. Yeah, probably with the queen. Probably. Yeah. I mean, At I least the prince or... Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Aren't they having a baby? Aren't, well, I, I don't want to get into royal uh, gossip or anything like that. But Craig, yeah. are you into royal gossip? <laughs> I'm the really fact not, that you would I'm even not. mention so like, oh, aren't they yeah, having a baby? I, I don't is, know. I, it, came through my news feed. it came through my news feed. <laughs> I, but did you know, are they? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it's that the one who's married to it, the actress. Uh-huh. She's pregnant, I think. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Uh, probably. I don't know. It, this is a strange conversation yeah, to be know. having. This I don't great. know anything about My wife would know, but I don't yeah. know. Well, okay. this is good. Anyways. All right. Well, anything uh, else that you want to yes. share? Yes. The, yes. Here's the really encouraging thing. Caleb took a quite a bit, uh, very helpful, gave a, a pretty thorough explanation of community groups and what we do and why we do them. And we're going to be taking off the month of June and July for community groups formally. So there'll be no formal meetings with discussion questions and that groups can do a barbecue, they can get together, they can do game night, yeah. they can hang out, do whatever you want. Right. Nobody's saying the community group isn't meeting, but we are saying that, um, that there's no formal meeting. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to have classes mm-hmm. this summer. And we've really had trouble getting traction with classes. We've tried to do some on Sunday morning, but sometimes it's hard. So we haven't really. And so we do we add another night of the week? We've already got a very full schedule. We don't want to pull away from community group priority. So let's just not do the community groups for two months and do classes. So we've got yeah. two four-week sessions. The first session starts June 12th and goes through July 3rd. So it starts, they're Wednesday nights at 7, yep. child care provided. So it starts the Wednesday after VBS. Okay. Okay, the week after. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's going to be one class uh, there. Or there going to be a class on grandparenting. Mm-hmm. How about that? Leaving a legacy. That'll be a four-week class in June. Yeah. Uh, there's a class, speaking of Aaron Paul, yes. uh, and Bob will be overseeing. Bob Hughes, I'm sorry, the grandparenting will be Bob Hughes and Cleveland Susan Powell will be over, yeah. the, overseeing that. That's a power That's a power pack team. Yeah, right for sure. Um, and then there'll be a class called Making the Most of Your Life, a Biblical View of Productivity, and Aaron Paul will be teaching that. Great. So uh, we mentioned him earlier. You can yeah. check out his class. Has he has he like caught on to the fact that this is one of his first tests that's a great point yeah come come see how he's doing yeah come see how he's doing has he i don't know if he's caught on to that but thanks for sharing that with the world uh and then there's a class called the doctrine of christ knowing jesus in a culture of substitutes with our very own jared Powell is teaching that you're teaching that i am i'm excited about it it's gonna be fun and uh hope that we learn some stuff and you should talk about it this summer at some point yeah yeah, yeah, I, I will. Um, it's it's coming along. You know, I'm I'm still kind of outlining some things for it, but I'm I'm really uh, encouraged by some of the content we're be, we're going to be able to go through, and it's nice. I mean, I I did uh, kind of an evening thing at, at Rooted with the young adults, and it's yeah. like 
<laughs> that's just so much stuff to pack into one night. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of uh, growing. Yeah. So so I'm excited for that, and uh, and yeah, I hope that people uh, come and are encouraged and. Yeah, I hope it's something that encourages people, especially in, in how they view Christ. And, you know, one of the things I've been thinking about uh, in looking towards this class is that, you know, when we accurately view Christ, the necessary outcome is worship and yeah, adoration. Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of trying to tailor it that way so that it's not just merely facts, but it's it's relational. It's Love that. Uh, worshipful. So it should be good. That'll be great. Now, your class is different than every other class in that you're going to offer it twice the same class. So that it'll be yes. in the first session and the second session. Yes. Both four weeks, both times. It, it's the uh, all the classes are theological in the sense that we, all of life is theological, and right. everything we teach is based on the scripture. This is the one that would be more overtly theological in like a systematic theology kind of theological mm-hmm. kind of a way. So uh, do, it's the, the doctrine of Christ. So we wanted it since we only had one kind of formal theology class, we wanted to or, offer that twice. The young people will be doing it like an eight week class called Calling, Exploring Your Future. So the student ministry, the square, is going to meet every week for eight weeks, which is great in the summer. Uh, and then the little kids will have childcare. And then starting the first session, there's also going to be a class called the art of parenting and Rob and Michelle are coordinating that Rob and Michelle Tombrella are coordinating that. And that's a video series. We did the art of marriage, uh, videos, a uh, number of years ago, they were really well done. Mm. And so the art of parenting I've heard is, is equally well done. Good. And so they'll be doing that. That's going to go through the whole first session and halfway into the second. Okay, so, so six starts weeks. six weeks starts June twelfth. Okay. Art of parenting. So really, all these anybody can choose. Depends on where you are in your life. Um, but I think the parenting class is really geared towards. All, Rob said all stages. There'll be something for everybody. And then what they're going to do in that class is sort of circle people up for discussion based on I think. Um, like age of your kids or seasonal life or something like that. So each of these classes, grandparenting, uh, productivity, doctrine of Christ, each of them will have a a connecting aspect to them. They're not just going to come listen to a 90 minute lecture. It's not going to be like that. Each of them will have a time to pray together, talk together, discuss, dialogue, Q&A, whatever. And uh, so they'll all do that. The second session, and we'll wrap this up here. The second session is July 10th through July 31st. So Art of Parenting will finish then. And then there's going to be a class called Battling Depression and Anxiety, a four-week mm. class. Um, and that will be taught by Caleb and Madi uh, Wilkinson and Lori Ann Bailey, who is a, uh, a counselor, biblical counselor. Yeah. So she counsels, uh, you know, as uh, that's what she does for a, a, a job and mm-hmm. has uh, does it professionally. That's what I meant to say, a professional counselor that... And, Instead, I said, does it for a job, <laughs> a professional counselor. And uh, so she and, and, and Madi as well is a, is a trained counselor. Uh, yes. She has a seminary degree in counseling. And uh, Caleb obviously does that for us. So we have, there's a, a power pack, uh, you know, um, three teaching that one, battling mm. depression and anxiety, yeah. which are really common oh, issues. Yeah. And so Caleb kind of pitched it that night for folks who are, battling in that way or who have someone they're close to that they want to help, you know, maybe your spouse, your child, your parent, your friend, whatever. Um, You'll do your class again. And then we're having a class called Encountering God Through the Practice of Prayer. So it's a class on prayer. F.J. O'Leary and Cleve Powell are teaching that one, but there's some other guys involved as other people involved in helping teach. And they're going to both teach about prayer and then spend some time in praying. So if you're a person who says, man, I've struggled in my prayer life, mm-hmm. I don't know how to get going. This is totally a class for you. And uh, then there's going to be a class on financial freedom. So we talked quite a bit. We did talk about finances and genero- living a generous life at the at the uh, 
at the preview meeting. So Dave Kelly will be teaching a four-week class. It's it's a it's a briefer version, um, sort of of the um, of the Living Generously class, but it's really financial freedom. It's helping people get a uh, both a biblical understanding of how we steward what God provides, mm. but then also some some hands-on, how do I budget, how do I get out of debt, some yeah. things like that. That's excellent. Uh, so um, that'll be going on as well. So I, I didn't talk about each class equally. I'm very aware of that. They're all great classes. If I talked a little bit more about one than the other, it, I have no reason for doing so. <laughs> uh, and so anyway, they're all great, and you could you can be able to sign up on the website. I don't know if they're up now. I haven't looked. Yeah, did we have like a starting time for when Seven. registration opens? Oh, I don't know. That's a great question. Really soon. They'll be up on the website. We'll talk about that Sunday. I should know that. Yeah. We should have Tim on the podcast sometime. We should. He, just to say, hey, Tim, tell us how this church works <laughs> yes. behind the scenes. There's he, so many logistical yeah. questions we have. Just go ask Tim. Like, hey, how many people are we going to have yeah. in the surrounding apartments yeah. Yeah, and yeah, condos Tim, Tim around us? He, he, or uh, <laughs> how does the air conditioning work? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So anyway, Tim, yeah, Tim would know. But I, th- I think real soon. Yep. So okay, hey, I think cool. we went long today, but we went long because we wanted, if you missed... The preview meeting, we wanted you to be able to hear yeah. about that. <clears throat> and if you were at the preview meeting, you probably mm-hmm. shut the podcast off about 15 minutes ago. So. Maybe so. Or they're just, you know, obviously it's so exciting that you'd want to hear it again. Well, who, who could who could avoid hearing it twice? I mean, I'm, I'm hearing it twice. And yeah, for I'm sure. personally having a wonderful time. It's even so. more exciting the second time around. No doubt, yes. <laughs> well, thanks for that recap. Uh, I think that's helpful in planning out the summer and just kind of thinking forward of what's coming up in church life. And man, I'm excited. And VBS. The, I, oh, can yes. I say something? We did... I I said, we're not going to talk about it at the end. At the end, we had a big section on the next generation. Yeah. And I made sort of a statement at the very end that even if you don't have kids, you know, this is our future and we want to be really investing. So I did want to say there was a big presentation on VBS as well, uh, which was excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be, you can start signing up. I believe they said Easter Sunday. I I think that's when they said. Yeah, I think so. You can sign up as a volunteer right now. And so they they were needing, we we have some people that served last year aren't going to be able to serve this year. Ryan said maybe 15 folks or plus it grows every year. So we're needing, if if you'd like to volunteer, uh, please jump in on that. And then Rob talked as well about some of the youth ministry stuff. There'll be the class I've already talked about yeah. for the students this summer. And they're doing a cool uh, mission trip to Austin, Texas as well. Yeah. So, yeah, that's happening in June. So we talked about that, the next generation stuff as well. But we're even some of our classes, the grandparenting class, leaving a legacy to your, yeah. the second generation, mm-hmm. the parenting class, the VBS, the youth mission trip, all of that is about our you know, pouring into the, the preparing the next generation. That's why we're doing these these uh, cl- uh, th- those classes and those uh, ministries this yeah. summer. Well, it's so a in, very practical expression of was it Deuteronomy? Six, yeah, Deuteronomy uh, six. Absolutely. Saying, you know, teach diligently teach what diligently. you've heard from the Lord to your children. So absolutely, very cool. Well, this is exciting, man. I'm looking forward to it yeah, and excited too, for uh, some new opportunities for you as well. And thank uh, you. We'll buddy. definitely miss you. But uh, thank man, you. this is this is great. Good future coming for us uh, here this year uh, at, at Grace Church. So yep. it's going to be good. Well, thanks for your time and thanks for uh, spending some time on those questions at the front end as well as giving us a recap of the summer preview meeting. Uh, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Reminder, just feel free to text in your questions if you have any on the sermon and we'd be happy to get through them here on the podcast as we can. You guys have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.